Halloween finally ends. Today I'm talking about Halloween ends. This is God's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Halloween's Ends, which is the uh, the wrap-up of the trilogy that Dave and Gordon Green and company have been working on for a bit, and also likely, <laughs> I presume, the final portrayal of Laurie Strode by Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, yeah, this was considered very controversial when it came out, uh, for reasons I'm not entirely certain about. Um, I think I kind of know why. Um, likely be just because it's having to wrap stuff up, and so how do you do that? Um, so yeah, uh, that, that's all stuff I'm about to get into. So without further ado, let's get started. The most recent Halloween trilogy has felt like a constant exercise in two steps forward, one step back. Halloween's best idea was putting Michael in prison and bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis as an alcoholic doomsday prepper version of Laurie Strode, who's been waiting for a showdown for years. That was undermined by the movie's odd tangents into humor before scenes of slaughter. Halloween Kills introduced a fantastic idea of what does the fear of Michael Myers inspire and bring out in other people, only to give Myers the resilience of a Terminator despite him being just a man and not some mythical representation or conduit for evil. So Halloween ends, billed as the final showdown between the final girl who keeps getting away and Michael Myers, sounds like it should be a slam dunk. So why was it so polarizing? Two years after witnessing Michael Myers kill her daughter, Laurie Strode has decided to move on with her life. She's moved into a new home with her granddaughter, sobered up, and started writing her memoirs to get them out, if nothing else. And it certainly helps that Michael Myers went missing after that night. But Haddonfield still hasn't recovered from the specter of the masked killer, and maybe pushing an unfortunate resident and a potential suitor for Laurie's granddaughter towards a similar path. So, Halloween Ends' biggest crime is that it's a simple, effective, and straightforward movie. It's a tidy resolution to the trilogy of films that David Gordon Green and company have been making that ties up all of the major loose ends and gives Jamie Lee Curtis a fitting end to her journey as Laurie Strode. The best parts of this movie are, frankly, the less horror-oriented parts of the movie, where Laurie is trying to deal with everything she's been through head-on, or be more involved in the community. Which is easier said than done when you're viewed as a hero, a villain, or a victim, sometimes all at once. Same goes for Laurie's granddaughter, who wants out of Haddonfield, but isn't sure Laurie can handle it. So of course, Laurie and her granddaughter feel an odd kinship with a young man named Corey, who accidentally killed... The, the child in his charge while he was babysitting and is being pestered by bullies. Seeing Lori take on billy, bullies with a seasoned no-nonsense vigilante attitude is a great idea, and Curtis is well suited to it. Where the movie starts to lose his way it's how is, is in how it treats Corey, who is, well, he's basically the Joker. He's someone who's felt powerless for years, and once he's pushed too far, lets his worst impulses in, which are literally and metaphorically represented by Michael Myers, who has been again, an on-the-nose metaphor, been hiding out in Haddonfield's underbelly. In essence, this town isn't rid of him, and it may require Laurie's intervention to change that yet again. Especially since Corey begins dating Laurie's granddaughter, who can't hear Laurie's pleas as anything else but the voice of the same doomsday prepper we met in movie one. Meanwhile, the body count rises as Michael and Corey work as a tag-team duo going through the people on Corey's shit list. All of this primes the pump for a final showdown between Laurie 
and Michael for the future of the town and her family where all parties seem to know it's coming. Thematically, this all makes sense. This is the final date with Destiny that will either plunge this town into oblivion or finally purge it of its boogeyman. So why does it feel like a letdown? My thinking? It's because the final showdown feels like any other slasher flick. It's a fight between a seemingly unstoppable killer and his quote-unquote final girl, where only one can survive. That looks and feels like a thousand other slasher flicks instead of the culmination of decades of movies, lore, and even all of the emotion that Jamie Lee Curtis put into the role over time. Of course, what would feel like enough? Which is actually a much more interesting question and idea that the movie breezes past, but truthfully, I don't think anything could ever feel like enough. Halloween Ends may not have a lot to say about the mercurial nature of closure for people and communities, but it is an effective slasher that's built on the back of previous movies, so in that regard, it's fine. But as the culmination of Laurie Strode's journey, it can't help but be a letdown. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.